your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Jonash on Live 95. Now, being a parent to a newborn is always daunting and it may feel like you're doing everything wrong when in fact almost every new parent feels exactly the same way. Joining us on Limerick Today this morning, we have Limerick woman Rachel Thomas who has set up a baby and child sleep business called Sleep Like a Baby. Good morning to you, Rachel. Good morning, Gillian. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Rachel, uh, sleep is the, it's the number one killer for new parents, isn't it, really? And, you know, a lot of the time people talk about having a newborn baby and missing out on sleep, but really it could go on for years, can't it? I mean, you know, I know people with children that are walking and talking and attending school and still maybe not sleeping very well. That's it, exactly. And that was one of the reasons I set up the company was people tell you, you know, oh, expect you'll be tired. But actually, in terms then of support or strategies, what do you do about that? Who do I speak to? Actually, it's really difficult. And there's so much stuff on on social media, you know, about what we should be like, what babies should be doing. Babies should be doing this, that it's, it's such a minefield for new parents. And coupled with that sleep deprivation, it can make it for a quite isolating and really impact on mental health of parents, which is such a, a difficult time and then impact on the wider family. So, Rachel, tell us what qualifies you to be a sleep expert. Give us a little bit about your own background and, and also your Limerick background. Well, I'm from Granite, so just outside Croom. Um, I've always been interested, I suppose, in supporting families, helping them, you know, what what can we do and the impact of the mind and the body. Um, I went to Mary Eye and I did psychology there, which was I really enjoyed it. And then I became an occupational therapist and um, working with people with um with autism, learning disability and also also mental health needs. And I suppose there's always this ongoing theme of sleep and the impact of sleep on families and on the individuals themselves. When I had my two, I had two girls and when I had both of them, they were both, I suppose, categorised as the, you know, terrible sleepers. And that made me really interested in the impact on um, sleep deprivation. And I looked into then um, doing the, the sleep consultant course. So um, since then, I've just been absolutely, you know, love supporting families. And even just a small change can make such a huge impact. Is it true that it's all down to routine? There's a lot, there's a lot about routine and that's one of the, the big things that I talk to, to people about is trying to establish a routine, but not to be a stickler. You know, sometimes people find when they go on holidays or, oh, I can't go to this or that because I need a nap or I need to be doing this. So I'm really, I suppose that's one of the big things that I support parents with is their, their life and the importance of that and if there's other siblings, but also the importance of supporting a routine and getting into a good routine before bed. And, you know, small changes like massage, I, I usually suggest massage, um, especially to the younger babies, because it really helps with colic, with wind, and just that engagement and that one-to-one support. And usually a book as well. Um, nowadays, there's so much, you know, about screen time, about little um, just hooking up to devices, that really the importance of actually winding down um, parents and children um particularly around an hour before bedtime and having that maybe storybook as part of that routine because it gives us stability and a feeling of safety and especially those kind of two-year-old toddler age it's 
really important to keep your your structure and keep your stability because it makes them feel safe and it gives a clear message that bedtime's approaching and that relaxing time. It's, that's fine about getting the child to sleep, you know. We've probably, a lot of us have heard of, you know, the bath time, the winding down, the story time and all that. And you might have no problem getting the child to sleep. Keeping the child asleep is another matter altogether. So when they wake up in the middle of the night and let's say it's a toddler and they come in and want to get into your bed, yes or no? So this is a really common problem and it's really difficult, especially um, when people are back in work. If you're back in work, you know that if that little one comes into bed, everyone will sleep. You mightn't sleep well, but you know things will go, you know, if you try and say, oh no, let's go back to bed, people are tired and they find that difficult. But actually, one of the really um, helpful strategies that works is a a really um, simple technique called a silent return. And what that is, is if a little one comes into your bed, all you do is you're being very clear and you're pointing them back towards their room. You keep ushering them back to their own bed. It sounds like um, quite a simple technique and you think, oh, geez, that's not going to work. But actually, it works really well. You keep doing that. And sometimes people will say to me, I had to do it, you know, loads and loads of times. But actually, you're, if you keep doing that, it will work. And eventually the toddler will be like, oh, there's a clear message here. I'm not going to sleep in mum and dad's bed. I'm going to sleep in my own bed. Um, so that works really well, that little return. But also loads of, um, I do loads of education with parents and loads of um, support around rewards and little strategies as well, like little devices. You can have a little clock um, that helps toddlers understand nighttime, getting up time. So they're small tweaks, but actually they make a huge difference. And as you said at the start, sleep deprivation, oh my God, it's just so horrible. So even if you can, um, I suppose, have your own bed to yourself, actually there's a lot to be said for that and it really helps parents and it really helps for a better night's sleep for everybody. And it probably ensures there won't be any other little babies coming along. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a huge thing. I know know we're joking about, but actually relationships... um, sleep deprivation huge stress it's amazing it's it's huge and the amount of of dads especially that are sort of relegated and kicked out to you know the spare room or different rooms because that's how how situations have evolved and it's really difficult and it makes for a really difficult strained relationship so that's something i'm really um really passionate about is supporting people and and really getting relationships back on track as well and, and positive relationships with children as well because it can get a bit into oh they're just being naughty they're not going to bed and actually um it's really important that you keep that positivity and all those sort of suggestions around routine um rewards being positive but also really paying attention to um, what we call wake windows and that refers to the amount of time a little baby is asleep so the uh, awake sorry from between one nap and the next and that's really important to that's a little tip but it's really useful if you can get that right you'll get their nap times right and that will help with them going to bed at night as well and yeah that's the thing like I remember when mine were small if they were having an extended nap during yes. the day, you never knew whether you know. Oh, this is great! I get an extra, an extra, a long break, or oh, are you going? Oh no, I'll get no sleep tonight. You know, are you better to wake them at the usual time, gently, um, or just let them sleep on and enjoy the peace while you have it? 
So that's one of the really um, common things that people ask me about is about, um, you know, is it true you should never wake a baby or, oh, if they sleep today, will they not sleep at night? And that's one of the big things that I work with people about as well is dispelling those kind of myths. So it's really important that little ones get regular sleep often during the day. Sometimes people think, oh, if they're napping, that's why they're up all night. But actually, if you get the nap times right during the day and the durations right during the day, that will really help with that good sleep at night and good quality sleep at night. If you're finding they're waking in the night, sometimes it can be that they're overtired because they haven't had any naps during the day. So it sounds a bit counterintuitive. You know, you think, oh, they're really tired. Um oh, so I won't do this or I won't do that. But actually, really important, get those regular naps during the day. And in regards then um, waking up from naps, there is, I do have kind of thresholds of times that I would suggest waking little ones up. So, for example, newborns, when they're, when they're in their fourth trimester, so that little few months or when they're just um, getting used to being out in, out in this world, I do suggest trying to wake up after maybe two hours of a nap during the day. Um, and that's just trying to regulate them and get them into understanding between day and night. So there is definitely some sort of general rules that I would suggest waking waking little ones if they're they're sleeping too much in the day. But um, there's loads of free information on my Instagram, um, uh, which is sleep like a baby Z Z Z. And if people are interested, you know, in a bit more information, it, it might be a good place to start because it is a bit of a minefield. And well, for Rachel, everyone that's telling you one thing, there's someone telling you the yeah, opposite as well. Actually, it's funny you should mention that because um, uh, a mum has got in touch with us this morning at 46, 1995. And um, she, I, I'm assuming it's a mum anyway. Um, maybe it's a dad, but it's a baby's four weeks. Yeah, so it is a mum. Uh, I'm being told a uh, baby's four weeks old. And other people are having their say about what you should be doing. Um, but this mum says that she wants to know, is it a good or a bad idea to get the baby used to sleeping around noise? Baby sleeps during the day, despite all of us chatting in the kitchen and older members of the family say it's a bad idea as she may not sleep at night when she doesn't have the noise. But so far, it is hit or miss at night time. She's still feeding at night, obviously, at four weeks old. Should we be putting the baby in her cot in her own room, separate from the chatter in the house during the day? Oh, so that's a really good question. And it is really difficult. Four weeks, still so young. And there's so much pressure already now. You can tell that that poor woman is under. People are probably giving her advice from all angles. So what what I would suggest is, so safe sleeping guidance, first of all, is suggested that the baby is always sleeping in in your in your eyesight. So um, first of all, I suppose that's the most important thing. So they should be in the room with you when they're napping. Um, well, that kind of rules out putting them up in the cot upstairs while you're because it does. You have to go on with your daily life, don't you? You do, and I think um, a lot of people actually say about the importance of still because if you if you are trying to be quiet as a mouse, you're not going to get anything done, and that will affect yeah. on your mental health as well. If you're, you know, but so that that's a really good thing to do is just yeah, keep them keep them where you can see them. Second of all, then there's um, really people can use white noise, so that really really helpful the fan over the cooker was my favourite got them asleep all the time 
And people often say, or hair dryer or the washing machine, you know, actually we find them very soothing. So particularly for this little one now, four weeks old, it's really useful to start using white noise because, as you can imagine, they're still acclimatising to being out of the womb and white noise is one of those really helpful things. It helps soothe them and it helps really remind them of that kind of background noise. Um, And white noise should be used on a continuous. So sometimes people have little items, you know, they play them for two minutes or ten minutes if you're using white noise it should be on continuously while they sleep and it should be used for naps and for night time so yeah I would say to that lady the importance of trying to kind of politely say to people thanks for your advice but you know that the importance of it about that and also trying to kind of not put too much pressure on herself for sleeping at night because still such a young age and already there's so much pressure when is the baby sleeping through you know it's huge huge pressure <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's a great competition with that one. How long does your one sleep and all that kind of thing? I remember it well. Look, there's some great tips, Rachel. Uh, people can access some of that advice on your Instagram, as you say, sleep like a baby and other services they can get in touch with you through Instagram as well, can they? That's perfect. Yeah. So my website is sleeplikeababy.info and the Instagram is at sleeplikeababyzzz. Okay, wonderful. Rachel Thomas, lovely to see a, a Limerick lady uh, setting up a, a business like that that many people will, I'm sure, get much benefit from. Rachel Thomas there, thanks for joining us on Limerick Today. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live.